Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, camp begins in four days for Utah. I'm not sure how many days till it begins in Berkeley. I guess our next guest could probably tell us. He's in charge of it. He's the head coach of the Cal Bears, Justin Wilcox. How many days? We are in on Thursday. So, oh, six days. There you go. So, six days for you. I did the yeah. math. Nah, thanks for doing the math. Yeah, not, not a problem. I, I know that you were, you were told there would be no math. Yeah, yeah. They, I, would, I wouldn't have signed up. So, how are things? Great. How are you? I'm good. Back for another year of doing this thing. Good. Are you feeling like things have kind of normalized a little bit more for you guys in the Bay Area? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Come out on the other side of this thing? Yeah, we've uh, really since, uh, you know, start of the year and getting back into winter workouts, it's felt uh, traditional, so to speak. I mean, uh, notwithstanding all the other things that are in the news right now. Right, but, right. Uh, in terms of working out and having the team be together and practice, uh, you know, summer and summer workouts and such have been really, really productive and traditional. Only one question on the other stuff. Where were you when you heard the news? Which one are you talking about? <laughs> Which news are you talking about? I'm talking about your fe- two of your fellow schools in the Conference of Champions oh, yeah. deciding to head east. Yeah, I know. I, my, I got a few messages on the old cell phone. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, certainly newsworthy. And um, I, don't, I don't know that I was overly surprised. Nothing anymore in this environment of, you know, college football and college athletics and the all the changes that are happening rapidly. I, I don't know that it's really that surprising, but uh, it catches still, you off guard. Yeah, it is. It does. Yeah. So yeah. So that that's all. Yeah. We're, we're not that's, keep our knees bent. We're rolling. Yeah. You know? That has nothing really to do with you and your football team this totally. year in particular. So you got it. Um, I was. I've talked to a couple of people here today that said, "Hey, keep an eye on Cal. Justin may have the best defense he's had since he's been at Cal. Is that fair?" We'll see. Uh, we have some good players, especially uh, in the middle of the defense. You know, the defensive line, the inside linebackers, really strong. Uh, we're a little inexperienced at a, uh, on the perimeter, but uh, I really like the guys, and we have some new faces, but uh, we got some talent in there. So ultimately, we'll we'll find out on those Saturdays. Well, one of those guys wasn't even with you last year. He got hurt in the spring, right? Yeah. Who are you talking about? Your defensive lineman. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett. Brett. Yeah, Brett's back. Uh, Brett's that's a that's, very, a that's a huge hole you yeah, didn't have I last mean, year. Yeah, arguably Brett was the best player on the defense the year prior, uh, and, and losing him did hurt us last year. Uh, but a lot of young guys in that room grew up a lot in Brett's absence, and um, they got some valuable reps. But uh, he's back with us, and really, you know, really looking forward to him kind of returning to form. So offensively, I think we mm-hmm. always talk about a Justin Wilcox team being really good defensively and you generally always are how about an offense where do you want to make the most strides this year where, where do you have to take that step to be competitive explosive plays and uh red zone touchdowns and those are the two areas uh and we've had our you know had some moments uh we got some we're going to be inexperienced uh in a lot of new again new faces on offense but uh probably physically some of the most talented guys we've had yeah on the on the perimeter uh, the receivers, uh, you know, new quarterback for us this year. Um, and I think the quarterback candidates can both throw the ball. And so uh, 
I'm really excited to watch this group in fall camp because we all we will have some inexperience, but we do have talented guys, and uh, we got to find some explosive plays. And then when we get down to the red zone, we got to put the ball in. Is Plummer your guy, or is it a competition? We were camping. If we were starting tomorrow, yeah. Jack would be the starter. Um, I would expect Jack to continue to improve because uh, Kai Milner's pushing. Okay. Yeah, and Kai uh, is less experienced. He's a younger guy from Arizona, but uh, he did some real good things in spring as well. Talking to Justin Wilcox, head football coach of the Cal Bears, with us here on ESPN 700. I've said this repeatedly. I know the, the north-south thing goes out the window when it comes to big picture, but there's still divisions for regular season matchups. You're yep. still playing your division. I think – Two through six could be as competitive as it's. I, I still think, again, this is me, whatever. I Oregon was my pick to win the North or whatever, but two through six, would you agree? Maybe as competitive as we've seen it? I think the entire league, the parity in the league yeah. is uh, something. I, I've kind of said that each year, but it, it seems to be uh, there's more parity each and every year. And because of the coaching, the quality of the coaching and the players, and the play, there's really good players on everybody's team. And so, uh, yeah, some teams will naturally have maybe more elite talent uh, at the top. But man, each week you got to bring it, and that's the beauty of our league. Well, I've joked, I joke about this every year because there's always a one loss on everybody's schedule. You don't necessarily see coming. Mm-hmm. I say nobody cannibalizes itself quite like the Pac-12 does. I agree. With every, you. every single year. Last year, Utah's rolling, and they go up to Corvallis, yep. get in that shootout game, and they lose to Oregon State. But that was the blip for them last year. But nobody going into that week saw it coming. There's always one of those games on your schedule. Whether you lose it or win it just close, there's that game you just didn't see coming. Yeah, and again, I think it just goes back to the parity because then you mentioned last year uh, Utah at Oregon State, and Oregon State – you know, it was beating everybody. Yeah, could beat everybody, and I think there's a lot of teams that can say that. You know, and the games are going to be really close, and you got to find, you know, those wins in the margins a lot of times. Um, your team, uh, you mentioned the quarterback a little bit. Explosive plays. You've run the ball pretty well. One of your running backs left to come actually come to the state of Utah, not yep. to Utah. Yep. Brooks, I believe, Christopher yep. Brooks. Yep, Christopher Brooks. So who are you replacing him with? How do you feel about the running game? It'll be mostly by committee. Damian Moore would be our starter tomorrow. Uh, Damian is a good runner. I mean, he's got really good vision and balance. He's changed his body. Uh, he's gonna. He's really focused on protecting the football, which last year hurt him a few times. Uh, but there's going to be some other new faces that are going to earn repetitions. Uh, so you'll see it wouldn't be, you know, like a one-two. There's probably going to be three to four guys that play for us at running back. I asked David Shaw this earlier. I'll ask you. You haven't been a head coach as long as him, but you've been in this for a minute. The, what's, what's changed in your position the most since you took over? I mean, and I say that because you got a lot of options to choose from. You got, yeah. I know, but but if you had to pick one, what's what's had the biggest impact on your job since you took over? What is you're in year six now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, um, with all the changes in college football, is like the you really do have to be agile, and whether it's you know, some of the things we've been through that we didn't have any control over, the COVID issues and such, but then transfer portal. And I think, you know, the traditionalists, you kind of initially that comes about and say, well, how does that, how's that going to work? And then you have to learn and adjust to and adapt with it. And like, we're active in it, you know? And, and so I think kind of uh, the problem solving part of some of those things, and I don't know if there's one thing that's been, you know, more difficult but there's just been a number of things that have changed in this role however at the end like 
when we go in on Thursday and start camp, it's still football. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're getting ready to, you know, block and tackle and get ourselves in shape to play our best ball, and that's the that's the best part of the whole year. Yeah, David said, and he kind of went big picture, mm-hmm. deep. You know, David Wood, big picture, deep thing. He said social media in general. Uh, yeah. He just said he, he said it, it just impacts the lives of your kids. Yeah. He said these kids don't interact the same way. They're all there. Some have profiles, but it, it, the way social media has evolved, it's changed kids in general. Kids mm-hmm. aren't the same as they were a decade ago playing college football because they're all they've got all this information. All and I, I made the point. I said kids in general don't interact the same way. Yeah. You know, my kids don't. They, right. they the way I did or you did growing mm-hmm. up, but. He said social media, whether it's, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever it might be, kids are just – that's impacted the kids we get. And he didn't even go NIL or transfer portal. Yeah, and there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, These kids have grown up with cell phones in their hands, and the way they communicate with their friends and even some of their parents is all through a device. Yeah, it's not like you and I talking right here. Uh Uh-huh, and so I think – recognizing that it's different because initially I know I fought it, you know, and guys has his phone out at dinner or something and, you know, you, you snap, but I, I think there's kind of this meeting them in the middle, you know, what's appropriate, what isn't appropriate. And some of them haven't maybe learned uh, along the way. So freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they do, you know, I think ultimate like over time and a lot of them probably do once they learn to set it down and let it be for a while and go experience life on the field or with your teammates, that there's a lot of value in that as well. Do you make them check them at the door at meetings? We don't. That's not No, we used to. Or do you read, or do the upperclassmen kind of regulate that? Absolutely. They, they kind of, hey, put it, it becomes, away. Like a, it becomes program standard. Like when we go to meals, you, you put, your phone in, put your phone away and talk to your teammates at a meal. Biggest yeah. question you've got about your program that will only be answered when you kick it off, not even practice. I mean, you'll yeah. need a game situation to answer that. What do you think it is? I think uh, – how quickly we can build chemistry on the field. Like yep. The chemistry in the locker room is really strong. Guys really uh, trust, respect, love their teammates, and that's valuable. Very, That's incredibly valuable. But that chemistry on the field, you know, and going through, you know, taking some live bullets there, and uh, I think there's going to be a lot of guys who we have who have a, a lot of talent but need a little bit of that uh, before they can truly – gain the confidence needed if you weren't coaching would you be a farmer oh man that's a great question or, or did farming drive you it. into coaching no i loved it i love the lifestyle you know it's you're counting on the weather uh <laughs> so sometimes that can be uh a, a little concerning you know but uh yeah that i could probably do that i mean i i've moved my share uh, pipe i mean sweet corn and bush beans and sugar bees and we did grass seed so i i could probably hop back into that and be useful I bucked bales for like three days when I was a kid. One of my friends' dad had he had a little farm. And I no straight to radio. Oh my God. Well, straight to media. Anything. I did roofing. I did other, but bucking bales. I just couldn't in, inside a hot barn with dust and those throwing those things hey, over your head. It beats, oh. it beats the cubicle. It does. Yep. I mean, working outside beats a cubicle any day. But man, farming is hard. <laughs> your family must have. Re- your dad must labor of love. It was good to see you, Justin. You too. Take care, Justin Wilcox, with us here on ESPN Seven. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.